Hi, this is Kirk Kinnear. I'm here to support leaders that know what it feels like to carry that heavy burden, who care about their staff and want to make an impact in the organizations they're leading. My commitment to you as a current leader is to give you company and to bring you to a place of leading lightly. What do you do when someone, one of your staff walks up to you and asks you for time off? I struggled with this when I started in leadership because I always thought everyone always deserved their time off, which I believe everybody does deserve. But what happens when someone walks up to you and says, well, I want to take these two weeks off, or I want to take this, these extra days off at, at a certain time? This is the question that, uh, uh, that comes to you, especially when you're starting in leadership. And I've learned three key questions that I always ask when somebody approaches me for vacation, especially extended, or a few a few days off. Now, this is different than like a personal day, personal leave day where you just need the day off. I'm talking about more extended time. And again, I guess the last caveat to this is I'm also talking about time that's optional. Like I'm not talking about funerals or best friends weddings or something like that. Those are uh, non-optional. You have to find a way to accommodate. I'm talking about planned time off. So the first question that I've learned that is incredibly simple, but shockingly not asked as much as it needs to be, and that is, do you have any pending deadlines, any work that is due before or after this time off that you might not be able to do due to this time off? For example, if you're coming into budget season and somebody wants their time off and you know that this is the week that you pull your budget together, you might not want to approve it. So that's question number one. That one seems pretty simple. It's a very logical question, but I find a lot of leaders and a lot of the managers that I've, I've supported do not ask that question. Then what happens is we have a, I always create a, an annual time frame. So this month we're doing this and this month and then with deadlines, print deadlines for publications, budget deadlines, program delivery deadlines, whatever the deadlines are, I have an annual calendar with those on them. Usually it takes the first year to figure them out, but now everyone knows those deadlines. So you take a look at that and you say, okay, if this is budgets, do you have your budget done? Is there any questions that will that you're going to need to ask that person while they're gone? If all of that is good, now you go to question number two. But if it's not, you have to, as a leader, if this is time that people get to decide, you get you have the right to say no. And I can't believe how many people don't say no. You can say, nope, unfortunately, this is our budget week. We're all going to be here. We're all pulling together and we're going to get this budget nailed. If you're not here, the whole team can't pull all the pieces together. So you got to be here. Just say no. Say, I, I will approve it the following week. There's nothing due. And now we get into the second question. This one is very simple. But again, I find a lot of leaders don't ask this. Who is your cover? Who's going to cover for you while you're gone? That one 
catches people at the beginning. They're like, what? I need cover? Yes, everyone needs cover. When people are gone, you need somebody to fill in. Not saying they need to check everything, but basically, how are you covered while you're gone? Some people really struggle with leaving their work. And the most common reason I've seen is they haven't done the work to set up cover for them. So they'll talk to you about how many hours they have to work and how many days in a row they have to work or whatever it may be. It's usually from a lack of leadership in on their part. Sometimes they're untrained or sometimes they just want an excuse. So you got to break that down, figure out what's really going on here. But if they don't have cover, you say you got to pick somebody and maybe it's you depending on the size of your team. I know in when I got to a point where I had a larger and larger team, I couldn't take on those be cover for more than one person. And I would only ever be cover for somebody that reported directly to me. I learned that lesson hard one time when I was covered for three people. You got to realize at that point, I had 25 direct reports, 1200 staff, and I'm cover for three people. That was too much. And I started to fall behind on my leadership job, wasn't able to deliver at a high level, make strategic decisions because I was too busy covering for people. So I now know I only cover for one of my direct reports at one time. And I have to make sure that in in some ways, I want to make sure it's reciprocal. So one of them will cover for a portion of my role. When you're in a CEO role, there's certain pieces that can't be covered for you. Even your chair might be able to cover a little bit. But you will... Well, I've I've never really been able to fully get away from my work. I just need to make sure I check for five, ten minutes. I make sure my assistant goes through all of my emails and and uh reaches out to me when I'm on holidays. So that's a different topic. But if you're if somebody else sorry, I'll I'll finish that before I continue, but I just make sure that my assistant um phones me or sends me a text message if there's something I have to deal with. Then I know I'm covered. That's my cover. So you've asked the first question, which is, do you have anything due or any pending deadlines at this this time away that you're requesting? They're not demanding. They're requesting time off. Is it? Is there anything that they're going to miss? Now, question number one. Question number two. Who is your cover or how is your cover? I describe my cover when I'm a CEO or in senior leadership. My assistant checks everything. She texts me if I need it or he texts me if I need it. That's what that's what happens in my role. That's my cover. And if it's a big decision, they're going to call me and I'll have to make it. Even if I'm on holidays, I wish that wasn't the case, but I've also handed those big decisions off and regretted it when I got back because it, at that level, you're the only one that sees the 30,000 foot view. Everyone else only sees their aspect of it. So you got to make sure that you're using your view to avoid future work. If you want to lead lightly, you have to make good decisions because it'll lighten your load. Therefore, you need to be around for those important ones. And if you trust your assistant, he or she can let you know when you need to be looking and making a decision. Otherwise, everything else can wait. That that method for me on vacation works awesome. So that was a little bonus. I wasn't really planning on going there. Now, the final one is absolutely 100% my pet peeve for a lot of not-for-profits, a lot of government employees as well. 
Uh, I've worked in that space, have worked for unionized staff. It's another common thing in unionized staff. Now, remember, unionized staff, not-for-profits, government staff, all of the, that space, they only get the flexibility that you give them. Of course, the union adds labor laws, but there are still some fundamentals that if you don't hold on to, you're going to lose as a leader. And that's where this one comes up. It is easily my biggest pet peeve, and I've seen people do it all the time. Now, this one is, is there going to be anything delivered that you have planned for while you're away? Okay. Is there going to be anything that you've planned for being delivered while you're away? I'll give you a perfect example that I, I saw in one department when I started. They would consistently plan out the first couple months for summer camps and then disappear for the end of June till the end of July. That is absolutely ridiculous. Basically, you're saying, I'm, I get the pay and I get, the, uh, I get all the profile, but I have zero responsibility when the activity that I've planned is being delivered. So if you're a summer camp leader, you don't get the first couple of weeks of summer off. You can't. You shouldn't be able to get more than one week off in the summer. And that's only if someone's getting married or something big's happening. So I've seen too many people do this. And what happened in one of my earlier roles was all the people who were doing that, their delivery never got better. They would just disappear for the first couple days to make sure that, you know, I don't know why. I think it was because they were afraid of what they created. So they left it with somebody else. That is not fair. And I have never approved that, those kind of vacations. It's a very common practice in certain sec sectors, which is not acceptable. If you were planning a big event, and you get to go and disappear when it's being delivered, you don't learn anything, the event never gets better, and you're dishing off all of the responsibility that you're getting paid for to somebody else, typically some younger person that's getting stuck with the mess. I never approve those. Now, now let's, let's use the summer camps as an example. There is a situation where I will approve a summer camp, time off for someone who plans summer camps. If there's a wedding, if there's a funeral, yes, and somebody can cover for them. Even I'll help cover for those things. It's really good when I get to step in and cover, I really enjoy it. And I get to see how someone else operates because each person runs their own little business when they work with me. I don't I don't run everything. Um but think about this. Why on earth would you allow somebody or pay somebody to be responsible for something and then not let them be a part of delivering it? They're not responsible. Now you're just hiring a planner and the planner's not even showing up for the event. So don't do it. That's why it's one of my biggest pet peeves. I have seen many organizations that allow people to disappear and pawn it off to some younger people, especially in uh, certain sectors. Don't do it. The best way you improve your programs is make sure that your people who are planning them are participating in a portion of them. That is the very best way to do it. 
So I hope these three steps help you as you step into approved vacation. Remember, if you want to lead lightly, if you want to get your life and make a difference in the world, you've got to set these strong boundaries around it. You want people to be responsible for their roles. You want them to own them. You want them to do a great job. And the only way in some cases for you to do that is for you to put your foot down on things that you know just aren't fair or aren't right and stand up for the truth and make people responsible for their roles. Then when they take their vacations and they've earned it and they can enjoy it, they're at peace and their projects and their programs and all their deliveries are still getting better because they're always around when you need them. Thanks for listening. If you liked it, remember to subscribe. If you know other leaders who could benefit from leading lightly, feel free to share. For more resources, visit our website at leadinglightly.com.